Hello. Step into a world shrouded in ash and darkness where legends come to life and ancient powers linger. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We're playing Forbidden Lands tonight. We're embarking on an epic journey through the frozen glaciers, volcanic mountains, and treacherous seas. Join us as we set sail on longships and explore the unknown, braving danger and discovering untold treasure that lies beneath ash and snow. So grab your weapons, sharpen your wits, and put your back into the oar. Before we get started, uh, we do have a couple announcements. Tonight we're giving away a set of Norse Foundries, Dead Man's Gold. Jeff, can we show model them off for us? Do us your best Vanna White. <laughs> uh, we're shipping to U.S. and Canada, so apologies to everyone else, but the logistics make it hard to get further than that. Uh, we'll be doing the giveaway in about an hour or so, around the halfway point of the session. Um, if you'd like to support our channel, we greatly appreciate it. Bits and subs allow us to reinvest in the channel, make better content for you. Jeff has a ton of sunk costs in this, uh, so we need to convince him to keep going and playing games for me because uh, I'm addicted to it at this point. Um, it's also a great way for you to interact with the stream. Uh, we have some uh, ways for you to spend bits for the stream. It's similar to our One Ring game. Uh, 100 bits gives the players a bonus dice, bonus die, and 300 bits gives me a bonus die, and 10, I'm sorry, 10 hundred. 1,000 bits gives Melissa any cosmetic item that you'd like her to have. Uh, <laughs> she's already got a hat with the floppy ears. Uh, she's got some Uggs, I think snowshoes as well. Um, so her awesome. wardrobe's getting pretty packed, but uh, she's got a horse, and I'm sure the horse wants a hat too. <laughs> She's probably overburdened by this point, too, right? I would think with all yeah, those yeah. items. They're all quickly, taking up inventory slots. Very quickly, you become overburdened in Forbidden Lands. So, I don't know. Even before we played our uh, first minute of the uh, campaign. And she has to, like, carry the horse, too. So, like, she's got to be really exhausted. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Also, if you want to support us without donating, there are plenty of ways to do that. Uh, likes and follows go a long way to boosting us in the algorithm. Uh, it makes me feel better, and it gives Jeff a reason to keep putting me on the channel as a DM. Uh, even better, just tell your friends about us. We absolutely love seeing new people in chat and uh, in the comments on YouTube. Uh, if you have any bad comments, make sure to direct them specifically to Jeff. Uh, I only see the good ones. Uh, it's really rewarding to watch our little community grow. Finally... In game, the players have an interactive map that they poke around and uh, journals that allow them to they get to flip through, so they don't have to remember like the lore and fiddly bits of the world. Uh, it's only fair that the audience has that too. So we have a nightbot command. Uh, Jeff, do you mind popping that in here? There, exclamation point, ash and snow. That'll pop up a link to the setting wiki, uh, so you can follow along. Everything they can see, uh, you'll be able to see as well, uh, and then you don't have to. Uh, DM Jeff in Discord asking him uh, what this town is or where that's located and all that. Uh, there will also be session summaries posted in there. Uh, in case you missed a session or forgot what happened, you can go back and catch up. Jeff, is there anything else we need to announce? Uh, no, man. I think you covered everything. Just eager to get started. I know. Started. I'm long-winded, right? No, you're good, dude. Uh, but you do have something on your face. Uh, you didn't clean that up before yeah. we went live. Uh like I was telling Jeff, I really wanted to just get this tattooed because I don't like the idea of having to wash it off every session. Uh, so it was nice. It would be nice to just have it there permanently. Uh, unfortunately, my wife was not fond of that idea. 
So I'm I'm stuck scrubbing it after every session, but we'll see how it goes. So let's uh, jump right in. It was a warm day today, maybe even 45 degrees at midday. The ash slowly falls as it has for the past 400 years. And yet, even in these warm days, the landscape is in a perpetual gray winter, blanketed in an ash, if not snow. It's quite common for people to wear scarves and face coverings to prevent breathing too much of the volcanic dust. You're all sitting around a campfire after a harrowing encounter with breavers several days ago. A pack of storm wolves let out mournful howls in the distance. The woods seem strangely peaceful as you sit around the campfire, but you know it's an illusion. Unspeakable dangers lurk in the shadows. Your iron rations are anything but fresh, and considering how hard they are to chew, you're not even sure what you're eating was ever even food. As you sit there reflecting on your journey, a drug of and ale is being passed back and forth. And while you all have journeyed together for some time, your newest traveling companion, Wolford, was curious about you. With the ale warming your bellies, the mood has become a bit lighter. You begin to open up and share a bit about yourselves. Gunk, the jug is being passed to you. What story are you telling around this campfire? So as Gunk takes it, what you see is a rat person. Uh, I don't know, three and a half, four feet tall maybe, but a posture that doesn't necessarily show all that. Uh, he's he's covered in, uh, I would say, some sort of tattered clothes, not necessarily rags. They, they might look very muddy. Uh, and so at once they were probably very nice looking, but mostly they're now kind of covered with patches of, of degrees of dry to like wet mud, little, little bits of like crumbled leaves, maybe even an insect or two here or there. Uh, and when he grabs it, he brings it up to his, to his mouth. He sniffs it. He's got this long, uh, kind of white snout. Uh, and then once it comes to his eyes, it's kind of browning. And then the further back it goes, it gets browner and browner. And he's just, he's like, what um, what is oh that's uh, that smells so hideous oh um but i i have smelled worse uh, i remember when i was a very young pup in the in my uh, my parents my uh, the warren within which i grew how uh, they uh, they they left me uh, they all traveled uh, it was getting very cold for the winter uh, colder than this, I think, and uh, they did not want to carry um, young, uh, young gunk any further. They, I was mouth to feed, and they did not want to feed me. So I spent most of uh, most of that winter finding small caves and and, and small holes, which with I can dig into earth, and and I took some sort of liquid that you um, you others, you tall folk, you call. Um, Oh, what is it? Uh, mead or, or 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 ale, and I mixed it with with the dirt to create a wonderful mixture, composite of mud. And within that, I was able to find warmth through winter, and not just warmth, but visions. So many visions I saw into the earth itself. I heard uh, the mother of earth. She spoke to me. She saw me. She she gave me special powers and gifts, and I was able to then not just make it through winter, but make it through spring and summer and fall all by my lonesome. 
just me and my mud and the Mother Earth. So, and he'll take a big swig with sort of mud-covered lips, and he'll pass it over to who? Go, who does it go to next, Stephen? Uh, you go ahead and pick. Uh, okay. Can I make me call it out, huh? Uh, I will pass it. Uh, I will pass it to Mirren as she is uh, close, uh, close in height to me. So uh, here, here, here. Uh, thank you kindly, Gunk. It's a uh, well. It's a thing. I don't consider this necessarily cuisine that I would uh, partake in normally, but and she'll take a large sort of swig of it all the way down, maybe a few big gulps. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bit rough there, but you're right. You got to take what you can sometimes. Um, I myself am uh, from uh, Orr's Rest, which is a little spit of town, but. Ah, that's why I needed to get out, to wander and see the world, as dangerous as it is. And uh, she is sort of a a small halfling, uh, three apples tall, uh, a little bit taller than that. And she has sort of this dark, messy hair, black eyes. And even as you watch, uh, little bluebirds will sometimes come down and put little sticks and before flying off again. Um, Completely undisturbed by her movements. Uh, yes, it's, uh, it is nice to be able to get out though. I, I think if we can get into the little forest areas, I'll, I'll be able to find us some better rations and foods. And I, I think it'll be worth it after the terrible few days that we've had, uh, if you, if you mind, uh, yeah. And, uh, she'll, I guess she'll pass it to Bacho. So it looks, here you are. Ah, thank you. Thank you, little one. It stinks of the cinnamon that you always smell of, but it could be palatable if we mixed it with a bit of blood. You see this black furry face and he's scratching at at a notched ear. His muzzle is covered in scars and his eyes are ice blue and they kind of glow in the firelight. He's like... This reminds me of, you remember Gunk? That, that first time we met, ah, oh, so long ago, before, uh, long before we got on that cursed ship, Seabeard, with that coward dwarf. We were in the, we were in the mountains, and I was stalking a bear. I was so hungry, I was traveling like a coyote by myself during those days, and I had, cornered the bear and I fell upon it with my blade and but it was so much fiercer than I thought and its muzzle was at my throat and its claws at my belly tearing at the leather and out of nowhere my furry cousin Gunk struck out at the bear straight into his nether regions and that bear yelped so loud and pulled back and I sank my teeth into its throat and drank its hot blood. And we feasted that day. We feasted that day on bear and covered ourselves in its fur. And it was that day that Gunk and I became pack. And I was no longer a coyote. 
And I was no longer alone. It, it, was, it was nice to fight someone else's. And I still have the bear fur, if you'll see. Uh, there's bits here, <sighs> and there's some here. And in truth, I must be honest, I was not aiming for nether regions. I was aiming for head. But uh, I am not the greatest at, uh, at hitting with stick. But I'm small, and so I can get into the, the lesser known places. And the bear was not paying attention to me. But you're but like my little brother now. Oh. My, my, my pack oh, always man. safe behind me. Pack is far better than Warren. Yes, 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 yes. Because we defend one another. Yes. So, yeah, Zaldron, I, without blood, this is undrinkable. It's for you. Uh, well, thank you. I will uh, accept this. And uh, Zaldron had um, been listening intently to everyone's stories, um, but uh, Ven, her horse, is kind of uh, behind her, and she has been kind of braiding her mane and kind of putting in some kind of wildflowers into the mane, and so she kind of stops what she's doing for a second, and she, you know, kind of accepts the cup and and, and, and drinks it, and just, I, I, I must say, just uh, getting Ven back, this whole experience has just been so traumatic for me and it, it makes me uh remember when ven first uh came to me as a as a pony and i was in my traveling days and quite enjoying my time alone and i woke up one morning and there's sort of a rain that had happened overnight and I thought perhaps I was just feeling a bit of a, just a bit of dampness on my face that maybe the the rain had started up again and I opened my eyes and um, realized that there was a uh, pony looking at my face. I must have uh, left some of uh, last night's dinner on there and uh, she was cleaning that off for me. And uh, ever since that, Ven and I have been uh, almost inseparable except for this uh last incident um zaldrin is a orc uh she has uh, kind of a top knot of dark dark hair uh that is not particularly camped or braided or anything like that um and ven is her kind of squat uh horse that has fairly bushy mane and kind of fairly bushy tail um and as you've been traveling together, you know that there's a lot of time spent um, making sure that Ven is always well, well cared for, well groomed, um, and looks very uh, feminine with all of her uh, flowers and braids and and all of that. And so Zaldrin will uh, kind of pass the cup along again around the fire. No, Wolford, your traveling companion, will grab it from you. Wolford is a middle-aged human. Uh, he's got an egg-shaped head, uh, curly hair that's balding. He kind of pulls it forward so that it, it makes it seem like his hairline's back where it used to be. Uh, he's always got an easygoing smile. Uh, you know him to exaggerate quite a bit, but he's a easy enough traveling companion. Uh, he doesn't really cause too many problems. You just wonder how tall some of his tails actually are. He'll take a swig of the jug. 
Well, I suppose it's time to tell y'all what uh where we're going. You see, I we were captured by those reavers there, and I was able to nab a little something of them off them before we got going. Uh, he rummages through a bag and pulls out a stone tablet. Uh, it's really just like a third of a tablet, uh, and it's very jagged and cracked on one edge. He shows it to you. He passes it around. Looking at it, uh, it looks extremely worn. And then you start identifying it a little bit closer in the firelight, and you see that it's just carved almost entirely in runes. And the the kerning on these runes is so tight that you don't actually know where one stops and the next one begins. It's almost uh, like it's one long, intricate carving, but it's very blocky, uh, sharp, uh, angular uh, letters. Now, I've seen these kind of runes before. I I used to work way back before I was a steersman on the Seabeard. I, I used to work for a sorcerer named Dustin, right? And he would pay good money for any runes like these right here. This right here, already worth a tiny fortune. And here's the kicker. I heard the Reavers talking about where they got these runes from. If we get more of these, we'll be rich. Well, don't bury the lead. What? Where did they find them from? And can can I can I look at that, please? I'm very yeah, curious. yeah. Go ahead. I, I don't know what it means, uh, but uh, could um, I'm not sure. You tell me. Uh, would a lore roll be able to tell me anything about this? You think? Absolutely. Go ahead and try. Oh, very good. Very. Uh, oh, this is so interesting. I mm, how curious. Oh, then there's this. Uh, oh, that. Well, that's that's peculiar. I don't have enough. I don't have enough d sixes. There we go. Oh, uh, that is too. Someone called Norse Foundry. We need more d sixes. Eric, <laughs> Eric, are you there? I need more d sixes. Uh, two two successes. Two successes. Okay. Uh, you cannot read it either, hmm. but you do have some sort of passing familiarity. Uh, being a druid and being a little bit more. Uh, familiar with the occult. You know that millennia ago, there was an arcane language called Ashkesh. And these runes are Ashkeshian. The strange thing about Ashkeshian runes is that no one really knows how to read them. If you spend enough time, you sometimes can kind of like gather intent or meaning behind it but you never actually know what it says and it takes days and days of research with just a few runes to try and understand them hmm. i will uh, i'll convey out say i have um i well i cannot tell you what it um what it means uh, have uh, you all heard of uh Ashkesh? it is a uh, old language older than um well, all of us, of course, but very much old. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, you you are not wrong, my new friend. This is possibly valuable to the right people. It would take much study to determine what it actually says. I think, but very interesting. There are more, you say. I 
I think there's more. I I don't actually know. I haven't been there. I I think we can go get more, and I think it'll. We could have a little fortune. We could retire. What is what is retire? What do what is retire? Retire means I ain't working no more. What do you? When well, have he you wasn't worked? very good at it, so I think it might be a good idea for him. <laughs> it's what the furless ones do when they age. They get fat and slow and live in their man caves, afraid yeah. of the wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd like to do that before I age, really. You want, and you want to do this? You want to get fat and die in cave? I don't understand it either. Yeah. Well, to each it, it does own, come with like a lot of food that way. Ah, uh, yes. What well, fresh kills? How they get fresh fat, kills yes. are worth it. Yes. Yes. Well, you you know what these are? The, the rest are. Well, that's what I'm telling you. Is that we've been traveling for a couple of days now, and I think. If I heard them right, and you know, translation issues, I, I I haven't spoken Reaver in quite some time, let's just say. I, I think we could be there early tomorrow morning. Yeah? How, how does that sound? I relish the hunt. If there are prizes to be won at the end, even better. Well, I mean, we don't really need to hunt anything. We just got to ch- chip off a few more rocks and carry them back. Mm-hmm. That sounds We're like the work of men and dwarves. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll hunt some rocks. They're very dangerous, so we have to take them apart. Well, if that's the way you see it, Miran, I'll I'll let you guide us in. You know, uh, most most rocks and stone are but dried in compacted mud. The Earth Mother, she's within these. I am sure. Yes, this is a sign. We, we should do this. Yes, yes. She wants us to follow this path. Yeah. Oh, goodness, that All is right. her right now. <laughs> did you hear her? Is there a wolf? I name? Oh, did, there is yes. wolf. Hello, Bacho. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Forbidden Lands has a structure for, like, keeping watch and uh, traveling. Uh, for this first session, or at least until we get to our first adventure site, uh, we're going to hand wave that. After that, we'll be digging into those mechanics, uh, using them fully. Uh, we're just going to be a little bit more structured here to start with uh, before we to set up the hook. So we're going to say that the night passes uneventfully. Uh, if there's any sort of upkeeping or anything you'd like to do before you travel the next morning, uh, that's fine. Uh, but you're only just a couple hours away from where Wilford told you that he thinks it should be. You wake up the next morning. You pack up. You are greeted with a sound that you all hope you would never hear again. And yet, it always seems to follow you. You hear a reaver horn, a war horn in the distance. You know you're close to the coast. You don't think they have your trail. It could be that they've come across someone else. Regardless, you pack up a little bit quicker and you start moving a little bit faster just to be safe. You travel for a few hours through the morning. Uh, Let's find out what the weather is like today, actually.
uh, we're using something uh, similar to Bitter Reach here. So it is raining today. Uh, it has no wind and it's cool, but at least it's not cold. So you bundle up your cloaks. Uh, most of them are wax coated because you're used to being in moisture, whether it's snow or rain. A couple of you have fur to help insulate even more. Zaldrin's got her Uggs, so she doesn't have to worry about much at all. <laughs> you begin traveling through the woods. And uh, looking at our map here, you're going to move just uh, one more hex here to the right. Normally, someone would be leading the way. Someone else would be keeping watch. You guys could choose to forage and things like that. But you're just crossing from one hex to the other right now. And this is where you find out Wofer doesn't really quite know exactly where you're supposed to be. He keeps telling you it's the general direction and uh, it's just maybe another half hour just, just to that clearing over there. We'll get there, guys. I, I know we're going the right way. Wofford, what did they say exactly that it was that led you to believe this was a day and a half away? Well, you know, Exact is difficult because, like, mm. Reaver doesn't translate perfectly to our language, right? So th there's a couple technicalities and things like that. Bacho knows, you know, he, he speaks a wolf language. It doesn't always translate the same way, right, Bacho? Yeah, exactly not, what I I'm saying. I don't know what you speak of. We are Proving very precise point. in our tracking. Well, tracking is different than, like, navigation and directions, though. Mm, it's all the hunt, but of course I don't usually hunt rocks, so perhaps you are right, Wilford. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Exactly what I'm saying here. So I, I know that there are, like, there used to be a lot of, like, barrows and cairns around here, and I think it's in one of them, because they mentioned it, it was in the hill full of dead people. So, like, where else would it be? So are, are, you, are, are you telling me then that this whole time... I should have been on Ven sweeping the area because you don't actually know where we're going. Well, no, I, I know exactly where it is. I, it's just right through that clearing up there. We'll be there in like a half hour tops. I think we have a different idea of what exactly means. Well, I mean, we got to make sure it's the right hill and we got to make sure there are dead bodies inside it. And Zaldrin will sort of look to the rest of the group. He hunts like a newly weaned pump. I would actually agree with Bacho on this. Uh, Zaldrin, I will make Ven some little ribbons for her hair if you would go scout for us. I, that, you know, everything was removed from her when she wasn't with us. And I think, I think she would enjoy that very much. Thank you. Kirsten. You can pick the colors. Well, we'll have to see what flowers we come upon for the dying. I agree. And okay. even if we start to starve, I will not gut your vin for food. You well, have my word. We've, I, I appreciate that you keep repeating that promise. That she does smell good. Uh, on, 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 with, with that, uh, Zaldrin will be off and begin. Mm. 
Give me a scouting roll. Before you go, uh, Gunk will reach behind his head into like a, a pack of mud at right here. And like, if you want flowers, I think I have some. Let me see. No. no that oh, uh, what color is that? Oh, yeah. oh uh, that's mud. Smell. Nope, that's all. Well, oh. the moisture well, might be good. Dandelion, kind of. That works. Yes, yes. Yellow, yes. yellow. Thank you. Yes, I can. Yeah. I can use this to craft. There you go. And Zaldrin sets off on Ven. Yes, let me. Sorry, get all my dice. Um. You know, Bacho, if you wanted to eat Warren, I would look the other way. No successes. Mm, not enough. No successes? Zero. Okay. Too fat, not enough muscle. Not Think worth the, the tenderness. Effort. We could just mm. tender the meat. So Zaldrin has set off on Ven, and she started to uh, make wide circles Uh Occasionally going out of sight, but never going too far. What are the rest of you doing as Woford continues to insist that it's just right up ahead? Um, if it's possible, I'm, I'm flavoring this, so you know. I would like to um, dig into the mud a bit, try to see if, um, yeah, as I taste it and smell it and, and, and run it through uh, what has become a very uh, textured tongue, uh, to try to sense to see if there are, in fact, dead bones that have mixed in with the mud here. Do I get a sense, perhaps, that there is something foul, necrotic of some kind? Could I perhaps do some kind of, um, I don't know, survival test to, to test this? Are you trying to cast a spell, or are no, you just I trying to do No, I don't have any willpower yet, so I can't do that, no. All right. Uh... Yes, give me a survival then. Okay. I will. Because you asked so nicely. Technically, you yeah. asked. I just gave permission. That's true. Two sixes again. Man, these are rolling rocks tonight. Those are your one ring dice, and I hate them. I know. They are pretty bad. <laughs> they are my one ring dice. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you hit so hard. Uh, okay, so two successes? Freely. Yeah. All right. You pour out uh, your water skin to make even more mud. You start squishing it around. You taste some of it. You get some sticks it and you, you set them up and you see how long it takes them or the, the teepee to fall over, to sink into the mud. You look up at the sky. You see some ravens flying. They start heading north. You know, ravens have the gift of foresight. So you decide to follow them. My friends, I have seen vision. The Earth Mother has, has sent us ravens to follow. They go north, and we go north. And I have tasted the mud here. It's, um, it speaks to... Um, we are, uh, yes, that way. That, that is the way. And he will point... And as he does so, his tail will, like, unfurl from the pack of mud that it's been, like, kind of caught up in. Yes, that... Oh, Jesus. There, there, there it is. <laughs> Soldier, and you're kind... You're kind of uh, leading the way. You're still making wide, circular paths, uh, ranging far to the east and to the west. 
keeping in sight so you're not too far away, but enough that you're covering more ground and able to see more things. Macho. I would Macho. Like... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I, I was going to defer to you. What would you like? I just want a wits test from you. All right. Wits is five. Uh, one six. I'm going to push one six. Okay. Push it. Get a willpower. Push it. Well, roll some ones for me. Mother. Okay. Two sixes and two ones. So my wits goes down to three. Oh, but you got some willpower. Yeah. That is true. But I got two successes. Okay. It's a calm day, but there's just a gust of wind. Maybe the same wind that the ravens were flying upon. And you catch a little whiff of something in the air. And you lose it immediately. But you stop. You straighten up. And you wait. You hold for minutes. You catch another whiff. It's the scent of death. <clears throat> Not the type of death that Woford promised you, like long decayed, hundreds of years old, something fresh, maybe even within the last hour has died. You, you can still smell that, that metallic blood on the wind ever so faintly. There's carrion, fresh carrion close. We must be wary. We need to signal our Zeldrin to be careful as well then. Uh, Macho lets out a howl, which to a normal, one of his normal pack mates would let them know that there was danger, potentially danger in the area, but may not be quite understood by everyone else. I would say Zaldrin will have heard you do this before. And so she will kind of to Ven and kind of meet back up with the group. Did you uh, locate something there, Bacho? There's fresh kill in the area. Something may have hunted here recently. I can smell blood on the wind. We should approach it as a pack. We should both find the body and find who made the body. Or if it's a usable kill feast for these rations make me sick. When in doubt, you follow your nose. Bacho begins to lead the way. Sorry, I'm crossing fantasy universes here. Uh, too used to wondering. Bacho begins leading the way, and you're in a very flat area. And the woods are lighter in this area. They're not as thick. But it's not like the hills that Wilford promised you. Till you continue moving forward, and Bacho, that scent gets stronger, that, that blood... You know that you're close. You all fan out. And then one of you will say, we'll say it's uh, Mirren because you're pretty low to the ground. You see a trail of blood that moves through the ash. Uh, the, the ash is like clotted and blocked together. It kind of soaked up a lot of this blood. And then the trail just disappears. And you, you follow it, 
and you realize that there is a hole straight down in the ground. Looking down, you see that there is some sort of sinkhole. It's like the, the earth underneath you collapsed, and there is a fairly steep ramp going straight in. Looking with what little bit of light you have, the, the sky is so overcast, the rain's coming down. You see that it appears to be like a cairn or a barrow of some sort. Uh, Mirren will like hold up a little fist to, to little tiny fist to indicate everyone to stop um, and hopefully watch their steps if there's any other sinkholes around. Uh, and before kind of seeing if anybody is over here quickly, jazz hands, jazz hands. Here's the signal. <laughs> this one, yes, jazz hands. There we go. Good, good, good job. Uh. I believe in you. Yes. <laughs> Zaldrin will dismount uh, Ven, uh, not wanting Ven to accidentally step uh, into a sinkhole, and she'll uh, kind of pat her and then come over. Well, Wilford will go up to you, Zaldrin. Now, you see, I'm not really like the, the fighting sort, and I, I'm also not good with like closed spaces or dark spaces or really any, any kind of space that's not open. So if you'd like, you know, this is entirely your your call. Don't let me push you either way, but I'll, I'll stay out here with Ven and, you know, I'll give her a good groom and everything while you're down there and just make sure she stays okay. I would prefer if you want to stay here, uh, Ven will certainly keep an eye on you. Um, but I don't know that uh, she will take too kindly to being groomed by a stranger. So I would request that you uh, keep your hands off of Ven. But she will you keep an that... eye on you and she will keep you safe. Perfect. Fine. I, I don't even have a horse brush. I, I was just saying that to try and convince you, but it seems like we're on the same page. So there, there's no need for convincing. Awesome. I'll stay here. Have fun, guys. Re require no payment. It seems that we would do best with you staying here and we will take care of business. How do you guys want to approach this? Bacha will pull out his long sword, potentially going into a dangerous situation. He's going to be ready for anything. He's like, I will, I'll proceed down the ramp first in case there's something down there drag, who's dragged this bloody carcass to the bottom. Lest you want to take the lead, Zaldrin. Feel free. I can uh, bring up the rear. I was going to say I might be best at the rear with a bow and arrow at ranged. Good call. I, I would agree. Gunk, uh, would you like to follow Bacho? Uh, yes, he is. The, he is my back brother. I will. I will follow. And I will pull out the staff. Like this is gnarled, like wooden staff. It's a walk. It's 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 a walking stick. Uh, and I will. I will get next to Bacho as we start to descend. And I will just like idly wonder, uh, not loud enough so that Wilford could hear it, when, if, if we get him fat and happy, that means there is more for him, for you, right? If kids are fat and happy and mm. gay, if we... Yeah, right? but the, the furless ones, the, the taste is all but rotten. Yeah. That, not that, even that, worth a meal. That is fair. That is, that is fair. fair enough. That's pre personal preferences. Mm. Of course, Mirren, you could probably cook him up right, but nah. A little bit better, at least. I would like I try to, to 
I try to stay away from thinking meat. That's probably logical. All right. So on our uh, little landing page there, on the left, we have a watch order, and we're also going to use this for marching order just for me to easily reference. Uh, you each have your own little token there that you can move around. Uh, so if you would, just put yourselves in order one through four there. Uh, shouldn't have to change too much. It seems like you're already close to the order. Uh, something else is you have to worry about light, with the exception of Gunk, I believe. Uh, you That's are nocturnal. Correct. You'll see him also. He'll be kind of picking up mud on the ground and making like war paint across his eyes, which allows him in his You mind. should do just two lines on one side of the face. I think <laughs> that looks good. He'll take two of his, his fingers and he will just do one down one eye. And that will allow him to see better in the dark. All Does right. someone want to light up a torch? Will one torch be sufficient for us? In close I quarters? So. Yeah. Uh, Zaldrin can uh, light up a torch uh, for uh, Zaldrin and Mirren to see with. I'm much appreciated, Zaldrin. Um, can Mirren run a stealth at the back? Yeah, you can be stealthy. Let uh, me... Go ahead and give me the uh, roll, and we'll just use this throughout the entire encounter unless something changes. Sounds good. That is one six, no ones, so one success. Okay, and the ones only matter if you push. Uh, and you also cannot re-roll ones. Re-roll, re-roll ones when you push. I was just telling gotcha. you guys about my list, but now it's coming out. All right. So, Zaldrin, you have the torch, uh, and you kind of lower it into the sinkhole. Uh, Bacho, you begin to descend. You kind of have to go uh, with two feet down and then one hand guiding you because it's very steep. You can still smell that fresh blood. Whatever moved through here, it wasn't that long ago. Getting down, you find yourself in a ring-shaped chamber. And all around the edges of the walls are little alcoves. They're not sealed or anything like that. Uh, But you see that there are definitely bodies that have been wrapped. A lot of the fabric has torn and decayed and been lost to time. You see that there are dried bones underneath. Whoever used this, it was hundreds of years ago. It's not a large chamber. From where you are, you can see everything entirely. Zaldrin, Gunk, Mirren, you follow down behind. It seems like it's almost a dead end. But as you start see where the blood... Oh, sorry, go. No, uh, you're fine. As you start to circle around, Zaldrin, you're holding your torch high. You see that the sinkhole continues down actually on the other side. It probably could have been the whole cause of the sinkhole in the first place. There is an even steeper pile of rocks that goes much, much deeper. And this is strange because you're all adventurers and you've done some grave robbing of various types. You know, these cairns tend to be very simple. They have two, three chambers at most, and they're normally uh, level. They don't have any deeper chambers. They're all on the same level because they were built above ground at the time. You know, the volcanic ash has buried this one, but at the time it would have been above uh, where they were being 
they would have dug into a hill that was already above the flat level. So the fact that this goes even deeper is strange. You continue going down, continuing the same marching order, and this earth and uh, rubble begins to change. You see that there was masonry down here. Whatever happened, whatever was down here and collapsed, it was some sort of man-made structure. And the thing, the room begins to open up as you get a little bit deeper. You have to climb through some piles of rubble, but there's fairly large openings here. It's not like you're squeezing through. You hear drips of water as snowmelt has uh, just slowly dripped through down. You see that there are some rather large puddles down here as well. If you keep going, you could find that this place has been halfway flooded. The room begins to open up, and you see that this ceiling is probably 30, 40 feet high, much higher than anything you've seen created in your lifetimes. And there are sculptures down here that are amazing and horrific all at the same time. They are like tentacles almost, but they seem like they're each their own individual being. And at the tip of each one, there's a leech-like mouth, the conical shape with rows of teeth. And each one is wide open and aimed towards the middle of the room. A couple of them have fallen and collapsed. Uh, all of them have seen the wear of time. And in the middle of this room, you hear the dragging of a carcass. Looking up, you see a white bear the largest of the bears. This one is still very big. You see from the frame, it's very big, but it looks diseased, starving, still lets out a little, uh, a low growl before it begins to feed on what appears to be a fresh killed deer. The strange thing about this feeding though is that it opens its mouth over the deer and it doesn't bite down. It doesn't rip at it. There's a creature inside its mouth that just comes out and it begins to feast like some sort of snake maybe. Uh, and it doesn't pull back at all. It just stays projected out of its mouth. And you hear the gooing and the ripping and the, the juicy meats. This bear is feasting on a dead deer. Uh, that's inaccurate. It's not the bear that's feasting. There's something inside the bear. The bear itself looks starved and ragged. It's got sores all over that seem like they're not healing properly. What all are you you four doing? When we Can look we... around, does the, is does do we believe this is likely to be the area where we're supposed to find these stones that we're hunting? This is unlike anything you've ever seen. And if you're going to find stones of occult origin, this is likely the place. 
Bacho looks back. Well, we haven't come here to walk away with nothing. We should put that beast out of its misery. Though I think that deer carcass is ruined now by that parasite. Would I be able to, looking at the uh, statues, see if Granny ever told me a tale on uh, something that sounded like this? Lore? Yeah, uh, you can make a lore check. I'm going to say it's at a minus one here because this is very outlandish. I figure, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, luckily I have a lore one, so I'll just do straight wits. One six. One six. You are reminded not of the good tales, not of the fun fairy tales, but of the dark tales that are told to little children in an effort to get them to stay in their beds at night. Especially in this world, the night has many, many dangers. And if a child goes wandering off, it could mean the end. So parents tell their children very frightening stories in an effort to keep them safe. And you're reminded of stories of creatures called the first ones kind of like elder gods they're the way they're talked about they're considered to be even more powerful than the gods that people worship but they're also indirect and distant they're not a part of this world but they're out there as you're thinking about this all four of you are fighting a sort of supernatural terror. The longer you're here, the more the atmosphere uh, begins to wear on you. You start feeling like you're out of place and over your heads in massive danger. I want all of you to, let's say empathy for this. I want an empathy role. Straight empathy? Straight empathy. I got one six. No success. Can we push this? Yes, you can push it. All right, I'll push it. Still just one six, but no ones. Uh, one six, one one. Sorry, uh, one one. Okay. Uh, Melissa, did you push or were you good with the fail? Um, I'll fail. Okay. Uh, you take one empathy damage if you failed. Um, if you pushed and took one damage, count that as the damage. Got it. You're rattled. You're feeling out of place. You're deeper in the earth than many of you have ever been. And this creature is in front of you. And it lifts its head up and you start to wonder if it's caught your scent as it lets out a low growl and grumble. What are you guys doing? We must either act or retreat. If we're to act, then Mirren, use your bow to draw it to us. If everyone is ready, I will shoot it and draw it to us. Yes, that's a good idea. Are we good? Zaldrin kind of holds up 
her spear, looking a little less sure of herself than she normally does, but she does have her spear extended. See a little bit of saliva come out of Bacho's muzzle as he relishes the thought of finally getting to fight something. All right, I'm going to let loose. It's very dark in here. I'll do my best. Uh, and I will try to shoot at range at the bear. Yes, so uh, we're going to uh, draw initiative here. And I'm going to give you guys surprise, which means you get to roll twice and take the best of it. Um, which I need to figure out how to actually roll surprise in Foundry. Uh, Kipser, uh, combat is the two cross swords on the top right. And you can also right-click on the tab to pop it out. That'll keep track of an initiative of initiative for you guys um go ahead and roll guys and we'll we'll just see how you roll uh zeldrin rolled a 10 so i think bacho and chunk are good the pack brothers we are ready we have fought (sighs) before the furless ones are slow that's why they die easy so, uh, Mirren and Zaldrin, go ahead and reroll. There we go. That's better for both of you, I believe. And then uh, the bear will roll, and he's going at the very end. All right. Uh, so now we're starting the round, and you guys can switch cards uh, if you would like to. So if ba- if Mirren's shooting first, uh, Bacho, are you okay swapping cards with her? Well... If if the white bear is going last anyway, I guess it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I'll switch with Mirren. So you can, can go first. Can you can you do multiple switching? Like if one I believe switching. so. Yeah. Because yes. yeah. Bacha, if you want to switch with me, you can take two and I'll switch with Mirren. So okay. I'll be I'll be I'll be five, Mirren will be one, and, and then Bacha right. can go right after. Sounds good. So Bacho is going to be five. Mirren is going to be one. I'm sorry, Bacho is going to be two. Correct. Mirren is one. Yeah, Bacho so, is two. Right. Gunk is and five. And then Gunk is going to be five. All right. There we go. That should be. Uh, we are starting this fight. Uh, Mirren, go ahead and uh, roll your attack here. And an attack is going to be a slow action. A fast action can be used for multiple things, uh, including like parrying and dodging outside of your turn. Right. You've got a you've got with a slow action though with a bow, you've got to take that slow action to ready the weapon, right? Uh the fast action to ready your weapon and then slow action to fire. Yeah. Basically putting the arrow to the bow. Yeah. There's she did talent. say she was going to have the bow out though, uh before. So uh, she said use, that before we went in. You could do a, use your fast action to aim then and give yourself plus one dice on the skill oh, dice. Can do, yes. Okay, so yeah, if I can take that action to aim and gain one dice, and then for the bow, I get a plus two bonus plus my agility, correct? Correct. Cool. Uh, and then a plus one for aim. I'll have to roll another dice twice. <laughs> no worries. And guys, this is my first Forbidden Lands combat. So if I mess up something, call it out. 
I got one six out of eight d six. All right. So, uh, what's the damage <laughs> on the bowman? Uh, my damage is a one. Okay. Uh, so the first success gets you that damage for your bow, and then additional successes do more damage. So you are doing one strength damage to this bear here. Uh, does it have natural armor dice to roll? To soak it? I believe it does not. Oh, good. Yeah, no armor on this bear. This thing, it has thick skin, but it's starved and already half dead. So your arrow, it plunks out and it lets out a roar of pain. But uh, it doesn't seem like it was, it, it seems like the arrow just went right in like a healthy amount. And let's move on to uh, Bacho. And I move uh, to uh, arm's length from the bear from my current distance. Uh, we're going to say that you all are, uh, what's the one past near uh, for the, the range here? Okay, so I'd only be able to move into near distance with it. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Zones, uh, near, you're going to be starting near. So yeah, okay. you can move from near to arm's length. Yes. Okay. So Bacho will move up to arm's length with his fast action. And then with his slow action, he will swing his long sword. Okay. All right, so let's roll it. Two gear dice. Uh, four strength. And... Three melee. I double check a talent here. I think I get a bonus dice for sword fighter. Uh, yep, yeah, plus one when fighting with a sword. Okay, so one more dice there. All right, four sixes. So I will not push that. All right. Wow. So six points of damage. That's a healthy chunk. Uh, so you run up and you just slice through this thing and it goes completely through the skin, uh, tears down to the muscle. You see the skin pulling back. The skin was already loose and sagging and now there's like an open cavity. Blood is spilling onto the ground. It lets out a... But it's still standing and it's turned to face you right now. It opens up its maw at you and you hear a hissing coming from inside, kind of synchronized with the bear's roar as you see a creature inside its mouth vibrating almost. Uh, next turn is Zaldron. All right, uh, Zaldrin is going to uh, also get in near uh, with her spear, and she is going to uh, try to poke this thing in the side. So this is three for melee and four for strength. Uh, and then one more for spear. Fighter. One success. One success. And how much damage is that? Uh, same spear has the one damage. All right. Uh, you 
rush up and you jab at it and you go for the the back end where Bacho ran right towards the front and you kind of like pin down the leg so it can't move as well, kind of holding it to the floor, but it's still thrashing. Okay. Gunk, this thing is very injured. If you do a good hit, you might kill it. Okay. Uh, yes, to save best for last, Gunk will grip the gnarled staff tightly, and then he will begin to run following his back brother. Kind of, he runs in sort of the sometimes two legs, sometimes four, kind of that kind of running. And then he will lean back and he'll... And uh, he will uh, smash down his staff on top of this thing, where Zaldrin's holding it down. Okay. Man, that's not his strong suit, but uh, he's okay. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, that is two successes. Uh, nice. I'm using a staff, so staff. Um, let's see. I don't know. Uh, one damage for the staff, plus there's an extra, so it'd be two damage. Just be, just be two. How are you killing this bear with your staff? I will run up. I will scream out with like... Eh. Like, for the earth, mother, no creature so vile shall taint her earth. And I will reach back. I will scramble underneath Bacho, as I often do when we fight and kill bears. And I will smash this thing right where Zaldrin is pinning it down and splattering it with my mud coat, my mud coated uh, uh, staff, screaming out in victory. The bear collapses to the floor and. As it falls, the weight of the bear seems to kind of dislocate the jaw, but its cheek is still like pushing against the ground and you see some movement underneath there. And then you hear a, oh, a noise that you've never heard from any other animal before. And you see the cheek pushing and pulsating and then blood begins to seep out. And you see that the creature that was in his mouth is literally chewing its way through this bear's cheek. And from there, you see... This eel, worm-like creature, rows and rows of teeth as it's burrowing out. There's, like, bits of flesh dripping off its mouth and two eyes pointed forward, and it begins looking around. What are you guys doing? Are we still in initiative order? Uh, we'll drop out of initiative here, because you guys killed the bear. Uh, Bacho would swing his sword immediately to try to kill this thing. Uh, you don't even need to roll for it. Uh, this thing is, like, still connected to the bear still uh, very stationary you swing your sword and you hear a hissing as you cleave through the bear's skull you hear the clang of the metal on the stone as you go right through and the the eel like creature is writhing and spinning but eventually it slowly stops twitching a couple seconds you think it's dead and it twitches one more time but then it stops for the last time this abomination should be burned 
Yes, it's definitely uh, something we need to kill and be careful of. If there's one, there's more. My old pack. I saw an old, grizzled, white, muzzled wolf can fall to worms. Nothing as horrible as this, but they, they ate him from the inside out. We can't risk it. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Can uh, can Gunk start looking at the uh, at the deer carcass, just seeing for any signs of like maybe baby parasites or anything like that? Something squirreling around. Yeah, uh, let's call that a survival. Oh, good. I like survival. That is, that is decent for me. Well, Gunk does that. Um, Mirren will take a quick look around at the rocks or anything of value that we might grab to make this endeavor worth it. Uh, that was All a right. success. And Got a success. Success. Okay. Um, we'll call that scouting for you then, Mirren. Uh, looking at the deer, you can see that there are chunks torn out of it. Uh, the offal is spread out. The bear itself did quite a bit of damage with its jaws, but the actual bites on the creature where it was feasted don't appear to be like the bear was feasting itself. Uh, it's entirely from the creature. It doesn't look like you don't see anything like eggs or like small worms or anything like that in the deer as far as you can tell. Hipster, what did you roll? No success. I, uh, it's too dark, and that makes me too anxious. Yeah, so you're going to be able to still look around and find uh, some things. This is definitely a very strange place, and it's worth poking around. It just takes you a little bit longer. There are a few stones with the same Ashkesh runes. Uh, you can put two tablets in your inventory there. There are plenty of intricate carvings and statues and things like that, but most of them are so massive that there's no chance of you moving them or taking them with you. As far as uh, valuables that you can carry, those two tablets are all that you can find so far. But as you're going around the room, you realize that on the, the south side of this room, there's another opening that is a hallway that leads out. Uh, it looks like there used to be a door in this hallway, like there's a slot for it, like a little indent down below, but there's no door here now. The hallway goes probably 50 feet down. It's rather long, especially for how deep you are in the ground right now, and it's about 10 feet wide. When uh. Zaldrin brings her torch over, you can see at the end of the hallway... Uh, just at the very far distance of the torch's light, it looks like there's another set of doors. Gunk, are we so in? are we safe so deep in this warren? Definitely not. I dislike not. it. This is not. A, this is a pocket of place where the Earth Mother does not reach. I I don't know these images, these creatures. I I sense no presence of her here. There is something foul. Something very foul. Nothing to do with any meat. 
Mm. in this area. No food here. Well, let's push forward then. Perhaps there will be something to worth our time further on. Though I I already missed the sky. Two tablets, so we do have at least something out of this endeavor. Quite quite the eye, Marin, you... Are we keeping the same marching order? I would think so. Yeah. Uh, You push forward down this hallway, and as the light moves down the hallway, you you notice that there are several alcoves on the far left-hand side of the wall. There seems to be five alcoves down there by the door. You also get the smell. There's another corpse of a deer down here. This one... Is much much older and in very late stage of decay. The stonework down here is in just as bad uh, repair. There are loose stones and tiles and a little bit of earth that's falling through, and the the flooding from the snowmelt has continued on into this hallway as well, uh, mixing into a nice little bit of mud that Kunk might enjoy. Looking at the statues. Each one, I'm sorry, looking in the alcoves, there's a statue of a grotesque creature in each one. And in front of each statue is a pedestal holding a ceramic bowl. The bowl from the first pedestal has been knocked off and it it lies in some of the, the snowmelt puddle. The statues, the first one, I'm sorry. The first one is a manfish? holding a spear this thing is like 15 feet tall it's enormous the face of the man was carved specifically to look like it melted and the face is drooping down to the floor the next one is a statue this one's the widest of them all it has the upper body of a minotaur sitting on top the body of a spider as if it's some sort of perverse centaur like creature and it's In both of its minotaur arms, it's holding a scepter. The middle statue is a sort of monstrous louse with hundreds of legs and a leech-like mouth, similar to those uh, tentacles that you saw carved out of the, the floor. The fourth statue is a horned scarab holding a ball of dung in its front legs. And then the final statue is a man with scaly dragon-like wings and the head of a horned lion. Each of these pedestals has some of these Ashkesh runes on them, but the runes themselves are much more easier to much easier to read. There's five runes on each statue and they're spaced a lot further apart so you can identify which specific rune they are. The door at the end of the hallway in how strange this whole dungeon is to you all in something that you've never seen before. The door feels out of place because it's written in admittedly an archaic version, but still readable version of your own tongue. Can any of you read? You don't have to. Most people in this world are illiterate. I don't think Bacha would be able to read. (laughs) I don't think Saldrum would. Uh, I 
think Gunk pro I have two in lore. I think Gunk at some point made have might have found some some text or something in when scavenging and maybe taught himself or something like that. But not but probably poorly, you know. I think Mirren would read for the stories. Makes sense. So the two of you that can read, uh, you bring the torch a bit closer to these doors, and it has four lines carved into it. The first step towards knowledge is to know that we are ignorant. If you have knowledge, let others light their candles in it. We are drowning in information, but starved for understanding. It is never too late to correct our mistakes, and if we do not, we risk repeating them. Is this a... Is this a warning? It definitely implies that there might be a mistake here. Yeah. These... These statues depict horrific creatures and that thing. Are these the mistakes? Yeah. Yeah. Someone decided to create instead of happening naturally? Yeah, foul sorceries, perhaps? Against nature. Uh, but also, who came in to recarve the and re-add a door? Yes. We are not the first to be down here. This is this tongue is even I can write better than this. How, well, I mean, I wouldn't judge them too harshly. Oh, that, that, I, I it's, it's a pretty straight hand. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's been here for some time. Is it? Has it been carved here? Yeah. yeah. Can you tell? With would Mother Nature be able to tell if any of these things ever existed and were? turn to stone that is that is very possible i will i will take some mud i'll wipe it on my face and i will consult my earth mother deity uh can i can i roll something for that there uh their earth mother deity yeah. uh, do you want to do lore uh sure works for me uh, it's my uh, so that's wits. Okay. I can count. Uh, one success. I do not want to push because there are three ones in that roll. So I'm going to stick with <laughs> oh the one my success. Gosh. <laughs> uh, push it. Hell no. I'll, I'll fall over. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, yep, sir. Would it be safe to say that in, in a little bit of time exploring, uh, Mirren mentioned the first ones and how she was reminded of them? Yes, uh, given the opportunity, she would have told them as her granny would have in sort of almost a spooky, um, just telling of a story to, to children or to family. Uh, yes, so, the first ones. Mirren comes at this from the, the folk tales. But Gunk, like you said, you learned to read specifically so you could learn, and that's where a lot of your lore comes from. Um you being a scrayling meant you didn't hear a lot of the same tales that Mirren did, but you might have been able to find a book that talks about the first ones a little bit. And looking at these, it it's almost 
it's a representation of how they used to be perceived. No one believes that the first ones have corporal bodies or anything like that, but ancient authors kind of would let their imaginations run wild. And each statue is a representation of one of the five first ones. So you would remember that the winged man with the head of a horned lion is Akadashkan. The horned scarab would be Sothuga. The monstrous louse would be Desheb. The minotaur on top of the body of the spider would be Maj Arnak. And then the manfish would be Thoshuthan. And those these will be updated in your legends later, so you'll have a little bit more details about them. No one really talks about these in day-to-day life, but it is part of the mythology of the world that you would all have a brief understanding of who these beings are and that they are things to be scared of. So he'll 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 convey. I think you, you mentioned the first ones. Now that I look at these, I remember a text I found in the gutters outside of a of a temple. And uh, it was apocryphal, I think. The the clerics, they were fighting over it. One was burned for teaching it or something. I, I know not. But I remember this one. And he'll just go through and start, like, trying, like, fumbling through the names as best he can uh, and kind of kind of questioning whether or not he's getting them right. This, uh, yeah, this one, the fish one. No, 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 that, the ship. Yes, yes, yes. And then do his best to kind of convey everything. Acho and Zaldrin, what are you two doing as Mirren and Gunk are looking at these statues? Bacho's pulled as far away from the alcoves and the statues as possible because he's unsettled by being underground and unsettled by these statues. But he's keeping his sword out and his eyes on the door uh, because he's concerned that there might be more of these creatures down here since we found another deer carcass. So he's focused fully on the hunt. But he's unnerved. What about you, Zeldrin? Uh, similarly, um, you know, Zeldrin is definitely wanting to make sure to keep everyone safe. So, um, you know, kind of continuing to kind of look inward uh, as uh, she did have the torch. Okay. Why don't both of you give me scouting rolls as you're keeping an eye out? One success. Also, but I will not success. be pushing it because I also got two ones, <laughs> <laughs> and I got and my one. And my wits are suffering at this point, so just the one success. All right, uh, both of you are keeping your eyes open, your ears open. Uh, maybe you're back to back, looking different directions. Bacho, you said you were specifically looking at the door. Both of you notice the occasional rumble it, it doesn't make sense it's almost like the earth is just slowly breathing and like expanding and contracting and occasionally just little bits of dust fall down it's not like an earthquake there's just some movement you it's almost imperceptible you, you wonder if your legs are shaking from exhaustion more than the ground actually shaking but then you see the dust and you you start to piece it together as far as you can tell, there aren't any other creatures about. It, it seems to be just the four of you causing any movement. Eldred just sort of looks at Bacho. Just, I... You 
You felt that, right? Mm. We can't stay long. We need to return to the sky. This, this is the place for no one but those damn dwarves. It, it would appear, though, that whatever is down here is traveling up there. Because we had seen that deer killed and dragged here. It might be our duty to see what is here and see what we can do about this. You're right, Sildren. I'm just letting my own fears cloud my judgment. But if we're going to push forward, we need to move. I don't feel safe, comfortable here. I, I do not either. The the earth should not move as such. It's almost like the throat of a creature constricting around us. Oh, that makes me feel quite unsettled. Your way with words is sometimes not reassuring. Mm-hmm. And Zaldrin just keeps the torch out <laughs> looking around. So are you pushing forward then? Yes. Uh as far as you can tell, the door with the the writing on it uh, appears to be a, two doors that would open inwards like you push. Uh, there's no handles. Uh, it could be that you pull somehow and they sealed it in permanently. Uh, but there's no hinges that you can see or anything like that to speak of. So what are you doing? I mean, Bacha would be pretty straightforward. He would just go up and try to muscle the door open. Mm-hmm. Um, Bacha. Before he does yep. that really quick, because uh, this is passive, as a druid, I do, I can sense, like, magic. Uh, I was just looking at this. So, like, whether it applies, I don't know. So it's just, like, it's whether or not someone uses magic or if an item uh, is charged, if an item I hold is charged with magical power. So... Before, so like I, I think Gunk would just uh, one one moment, brother, and I think mm-hmm. Gunk would just want to like rest his hand against the door and just kind of close his eyes and kind of listen to see if anything is emitting from it. Uh, does it cost willpower to do that? No, this is this is free. Okay, good. Yeah, I didn't want to make you waste it. Um, as far as you can tell, this door is not magical. Um. You do feel, as a druid, you're so in tune. There is an almost overwhelming aura around here. It's not one specific item that you can see or feel right now. Hmm. Um, is it like in this room, or do I sense it like through the door, or is it just everywhere? You feel... Like, as you get closer to the door, the taste becomes stronger. The mud mm-hmm. becomes thicker. But it's not necessarily that you're right upon it. Okay. There is something magical beyond this point. I know not what I can... The mud has become foul. Do you not smell? This whole place stinks to me. Do we push forward... Pack, brother, or do we fall back? I am nothing if not curious. We push forward, but carefully. Um, 
while they are looking at the door, I believe you mentioned there was a bowl that had fallen over and a bowl that was still being held somewhere. Okay, so there are five pedestals. Yes. Four of them still have the bowls atop them. Mm-hmm. One of them has fallen over and it is in a puddle somewhere. Can I flip over the one that's fallen to see what it might have held, what it used to have, maybe like a one of those yeah, oil, yeah. oil ones that had a flame in them or blood? Yeah. Uh, this bowl is ceramic, like I said, so it's fairly heavy and it's almost as big as your torso. So you pick it up and it's kind of like a shield for you. Seldrin, uh, Seldrin, <laughs> please. Oh, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> But you can still manage it and and move it about. You know, you're just being careful. You're you're lifting it up, um, topple over a little bit. It seems empty. Uh, Zaldrin can see in the pedestals; they all seem empty too. Uh, you can like move your finger along the inside. You don't have any oily residue or anything like that. It's just wet, and no colored stains of any kind at all either. Give me, oh, what should this be? I, I still need to learn the best skills for uh, Forbidden Lands. Uh, we, this should be a wits of some sort. Um, let's go ahead and go with, we'll say lore, because it's kind of technical, is what you're trying to get at. All right, no problem. Let's see. And we That's do lovely. we do have a reminder that we have like Audience twenty day. extra dice from but the But we audience. decided that was a communal pool. So, so those are gonna be used by me in one ring. That's no, not even including all the, the ones you have. The players pool is specific to the to the, to oh, the game. Oh, okay, the okay. So if you would like uh one of those. I I will yeah, I will die. roll a bonus die and hope for a six. Nope, that's a three. Um if I push, can I roll the bonus dice again? Yes. Okay, I'm going to do a push because I have no zeros. And if you get ones on the push, um, aside from the skill dice, then it causes attribute damage. I have one six and zero ones. Perfect. Lucky. Excellent. So... Remind me again specifically what you were asking about. Was there residue is what you were asking for? Color. Like um, if there was a substance other than maybe water that was residing in there, if it may have left a stain, if it was refilled with the same type of substance that then dried out or. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you both yes and no. So as it was sitting in the puddle, um, it did take a rusty color. Uh, the the tint of the orange on there. As you flip it over, though, and you're looking at it, y- you can tell the difference from where it was in the puddle, kind of lopsided, and how the rust kind of stained a, a third of it or so. And then looking inside, you actually see the same rust color, but much, much fainter, and it's perfectly even as if it was on the inside, as if there was some water in there. Well, I do believe this used to have water in it at least, so should we try refilling them or do we not want to mess with the first ones, which I'm 
kind of tempted to because it's the first one. It's a bit exciting. They're very was, dangerous. Was it water or was it blood? No, unfortunately, no blood. You see how it's um, rusted on the inside? Uh, that's, uh, the blood would have kind of just left a bloody residue instead. Um, and uh, Zaldrin will kind of take out her water skin and uh, pour some water in. I will hand you my water skin to also pour on the things that are far too high. <laughs> and uh, she'll, she'll, Zaldrin will wait, so kind of like do the first one and then look around and listen and see if anything happens. Make sure to only do it this high. Oh, okay. Okay. So these bowls are rather big and your water skin can only hold so much. So even a full water skin wouldn't be able to fill the bowl uh, to where it was. But you can also supplement with the water, like the puddles down there. Uh, so you're able to uh, fill up the, the one bowl and you, you set it back on the pedestal? Yes, where it looks like it should go. Yeah. Okay, so you put it back on the pedestal and you fill it with water and you have a bowl full of water right now. Uh, you start filling up the other ones. Uh, at, it's a little bit laborious. Um, by the time you get to the, the fifth bowl, uh, you're starting to run out of puddle water, so you kind of have to go into the bigger room to grab some more water uh, and bring it back. You're sloshing a little bit. You set it down. You have all five pedestals uh, with bowls of water and nothing much happening. Well, I certainly seem to have uh, completed my uh, workout for the day, but I assume we were hoping that something other than me becoming tired would result. Yeah, it's a little boring, isn't it? Boring's not the word. It's... I don't like it down here. We need to either move or or leave. So, Bacho, you said you were going to push against the door. They had their little thing with the water, so we can say you waited, but you're yep. ready to push now? Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll try to push. Uh, it doesn't take much effort. You you, you said you were going to put your shoulder into it. Like it's a massive stone door. It should take a lot of work. You just push a little bit, and you hear a click, a mechanical click, as the door kind of like just inches back. You have a split second. What are you doing right now? He's diving out of the way, back. Give me a movement roll here. Okay. Um, may I have a uh, yes. a dice for that? Because my movement is pretty pretty crappy. As you hear the rumbling of something mechanical, the ceiling begins to shake a little bit. Dust comes falling down. What'd you roll? Uh, I did not get a six. Any sixes? Um, I did get. A one on the attribute dice, but I'm going to go ahead and push it because I'm terrible. Don't push it. Unless okay. you want the willpower, don't push it. Uh, okay. If it's not going to kill me, I guess I won't push it then. No, no. <laughs> okay. I, I'm trying to be a generous DM here because I'm being kind. sneaky. Uh, <laughs> you push off from the door, dodging out of the way. This mechanical rumble continues down the entire length of the hallway. You all look back at the way you came, and then from the ceiling drops a stone wall sealing you in this hallway 
as that happens, you hear this strange noise. Your ears pop like there's a pressure differential. And I'm going to move us over to a new scene here. Uh, we are going to move into real time here. So you're going to have a finite real minutes to figure this out. However, one of those pedestals that you already put water into, you see the five runes on it light up. And like I was telling you, Ashkesh, the, the runes don't translate directly one for one, but somehow here you understand what it means. And starting now, we are in real time. Tell me what you guys are doing. So I'm assuming it's a puzzle and we're trying to match runes against what yes. we know to spell a message. I think I know that the one up from water is earth. Because the, 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 right, is it not the rune for, yes, yes, it must be earth. Yes, I recognize, a, I would recognize the earth mother anywhere, any language. I, I agree that that looks correct. Uh, how so do you what are you doing? Well, so is this thing, is this like what we're looking at? Uh, yes, so each row will be like one pedestal. Each pedestal okay. has its own five rooms. So, rooms. so then quickly Gunk would go over. He's got patches of dried earth and mud all over him. He will start pulling them <laughs> off and he will start dropping them into like the pedestal pedestals yeah. associated with earth. So you, you have to dump out the water that was filled in before. You can do that quickly enough. Mm -hmm. You start shoveling in the earth that you have. Uh, you put in a little bit and it doesn't seem like enough. So you go to loose stone tile and you grab mm -hmm. even more of it and throw it in there until uh, you fill it up a little bit more. And I will cough up all of the stored dirt I have <laughs> in my cheek pouts, pouches and everything. And then those runes light up. And again, you understand what it means. Mm. And you have unlocked one more room. Looking okay. at this, you have two elements in these pedestals here. You've unlocked two of the five. There's still plenty of runes you don't understand. So one of them starts with A. It's not air because the R does not match. And uh, the one that starts with A has a double letter at the end of it, which is interesting. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, mm, hmm. uh, and talk out loud, guys, because we're we're live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, think out loud. We are thinking think out loud, right? <laughs> in our brains, um, we everything has an A in it, so yes. all of the words have A's in them. Yes. Ah, um, uh, what else do we have that we know? Well, they're all five-letter words. They're all, I mean, yeah, they've all got a vowel in them. Um, the top one is 
blank, at this blank, point, A W blank. You hear that same noise again. Oh. And you start to feel like the air is getting thinner. You're you're <gasps> breathing heavier. You're having trouble thinking clearly. You got to power through it, though. Okay. Uh, Let's be clear. I'm shit at word puzzles. So <laughs> if you're looking to me, uh, get Bacho Sudoku and he'll crush <laughs> But Well, it's something we can fill the bowl with. It's not right. earth, wind, air, water, fire, because most of them are five-letter words. It's what else do we have accessible in this? It's not blood because there isn't a double O where blood no. would be. I was just checking that as well. <laughs> it's like we can blood. <laughs> uh, s- 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 not... None of them are stone. Yeah, I was checking uh, that too. Uh, uh, mm. uh, 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 yes, chat, thing. feel free if you would Sorry. like to help. <laughs> oh, there's two. And uh, let uh, me know if you guys feel the need for a clue. And I'll let you roll for it. Clues. So, I don't know that that matters. Hmm. It will be a double letter that starts with yeah. an A. Like, I was thinking abyss, but I don't know how you would put abyss in a bowl. Darkness. Too many letters. Mm. Uh, Can't be the light. Mm. <laughs> uh, Talking to chat here. Don't ignore me, you all. But uh, uh, I made this puzzle myself, and I'm very proud of it. <laughs> and I have almost killed another party with this puzzle. So I hope for another TPK here. No, I, think <laughs> I think you're likely to get one because I'm terrible at the puzzles top, like this. The top one ends in E. So it's blank, blank, yes. A, blank, E. You feel even more air hey. being sucked out of this room. Steven, the, the middle, that middle rune, there's no equivalent on the right. Am I blind? Uh, there's an equivalent on the right. Is it? Am I missing? Like the, it's like it looks like a Y, doesn't it? Oh, was it un- accidentally uncovered? There you Oopsie. go. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is it abyss? Okay. I don't know. Is it? It's a blank. If we're good to cheat, because we saw it, a blank Y something something. Uh, you might. Yes. Uh, yes. Try it. Try it. Make darkness. Uh, Make- Get close. Empty. Mm. Uh, so right now, that... the other three are still filled with water. Yes, let's dump out the water at least for okay. the other ones. Dump out the water. All right, you, you've dumped all the water. It doesn't seem to change much. Okay. Can I, uh, as the suggestion was, put a cloak or something over? Yeah, yeah. You, you throw a cloak over there. Doesn't seem to do much either. Doesn't seem to change anything. Uh, so the second one down ends in Y. Hmm. And, <laughs> and uh, has an E in it. Ends yeah. in Y and has an so E it's in it. Blank E, and blank, blank, Y. Blank Uh-oh. E, blank, blank. Wait, is it? Oh, is it? Uh, the air in this room is decay. dangerously thin now. I would like to roll decay. for a hint. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, give me I'll a break. lore check. I'll break. All right. I will. A lore check. Let me see. You guys were talking about what you have in this room. You have everything that you've brought with you. Yeah. There are tiles, loose stones. There were puddles. There was the dead deer, and there was the the earth underneath the stones. Second second row down is that to maybe decay. D- yeah. Can we find blank something? E blank. That's one six. A Y. Knows no ones. One six. Saldron will run and find something that appears to be decayed. Mm-hmm. There's a dead deer. Okay. It's really gross. You Zaldrin to- is going to just take um grab someone's sharp weapon, um, like a knife, and grab some take my dagger. Thank you, Marin. Um, so she'll cut some of the decaying deer meat and kind of like run back and throw it into the bowl. You go to cut it, and at this point, you don't even really need a sharp knife like just, just moving rips. something blunt would have just sliced right through the gunk you kind of grip a hand and then you have to like kind of scoop it up uh otherwise it would just it's literally falling through your fingers and you throw it in the bowl and the bowl lights up okay. do we know what the five First one statues correspond to like their um, divine portfolio or. Yeah, that's what I was about to get to here. Kipser, you rolled a six on your lore test. Um, You know that these beings don't have like very well-defined portfolios. No one worships them. So there's not like uh, cults dedicated to them or anything. But you have figured out that there's an element that ties to each one and for some reason another story comes back to you Akadash Khan and there's like a it's said that he lived in the fireplace for some reason uh you think it's a story that was meant to keep kids away from the the danger the hot spots but th- there were stories of Akadash Khan living in the hearth. Uh, Akadash Khan lived in the hearth. Can we do a hearth on, on, on any of these? I guess it would. Let me You're see muted, Jeff. Here. Oh, sorry. I, I was like going crazy. Gunk will grab the torch. No, no. He will grab the torch and he will dump <laughs> out whatever's in the bowl and he will throw the torch. And it's just flame. Flame. Ah. So I, the first one is flame, I think. Oh, nice. The runes light up again. It's not a one for one translation, but somehow you understand what it means. This language you've never seen before. This last one, though, it's abyss. We just have to figure out how to do it. You tried, but again, you've taken too long. You've gotten four of these open or unlocked. And then the last of the air comes out of this room it puts out the fire your only source of light you're in darkness you can't breathe you're going lightheaded and then that final pedestal lights up on its own and with that you hear another rumble as the door that you came through opens up again and then the door that you were trying to go through gently cracks open. 
Congrats, guys. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Air rushes back into the room. You take another breath. It takes a few minutes to get back. You were feeling so lightheaded. But you are back. The The doors on the far side are gently cracked open. There's no light there. You're going to have to light another torch, but you've got plenty. You see the sparks of the flint. Zaldrun lights another one. And then the gentle whoosh. That fire greedily begins breathing the same air that you all so desperately want. Push forward, turn back. I think, uh, I mean, Bacho would uh, would be looking the way back we came. He is. This is this is not the way of the back. I. I think we shouldn't be here. I might agree with Bacho at this time. We might need a bit of a rest and a break. I do appreciate the ability to breathe. I do not like when that is taken from me. Gunk? We have come so far, though we have passed its test. We are still breathing and alive. We are. The Earth Mother shall not abandon us. Are we? we? I will return if you want to. Yes. But we did. Uh, we did. We did succeed in the end. True. There is more. It was a little more interesting than boring. Uh, per- perhaps, Bacho, we will keep, you know, step forward with our back foot that we can run if we need to. Perhaps we try a little more. All right. For you, Gunk, we will press forward. Just a, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Perhaps we should also take caution in uh, jamming whatever door mechanism keeps opening and closing these things. I do not understand such things, but I think that's a wise choice, wise precaution. Uh, can I take All a right. look at the doorways to figure out if I can block them open? Yeah, let's call that a. Crafting? Yeah, crafting is the right one there. I can do that. Can I uh, aid? I'll say yes, you can aid, but I was going to give you a minus one unless you have specific tools to use. Because just trying to find rubble and things like that, you can do it. You know, you can pile stones so that they're in that lip. So if it came down, you'd have enough, but you're not going to be able to like wedge it in a specific spot. I was wondering, oh, no, we're blocked from where the tentacle statue is. You're currently open on both sides now. Oh, Uh, yeah. The the way you came from is wide open, just like it was when you first came in. And then the door that uh, was closed has now cracked open a couple inches. Your your firelight can even uh, see in a little bit. Uh, Might there be pieces of the tentacle uh, statues that we saw in the first room? Yes, but those stones are very large, and it would be very difficult to move them. Saldron is very strong. Uh, Yeah, let's give it a strength check. Might. Might <laughs> minus two. How about that? Oh, you have to go and add the minus two on that. I was doing all right. I'm just next to you trying to pull these rocks that are far <laughs> too large and not going anywhere. I can I'm do it. I promise. I take promise. An, I'm going to take an audience dice. So it's at least just a minus one. 
And yes, chat, 10 iron spikes never leave home without them. Unfortunately, the life paths did not give these poor souls any iron spikes. So maybe uh, once they get to civilization, they can properly gear up. So Zaldrin was just like hoofing water for all of those. And then that ended up not being a thing anyway. Uh, and so her back is kind of starting to go on her a little bit. Uh, with zero successes and two ones. So there's no way I'm pushing that. All right, chat. We need someone to donate bits so she can get a weightlifter's brace, you know, to support her back. <laughs> you know, you don't want that lower back pain. That'll that'll mess with you the rest of your life. Uh, she is in her fifties, <laughs> so that is a that is a thing. Uh, so right. she's just sort of like you know using good form and just trying to lift. Um, and she just kind of like sees Marin. She like thinks that she can do this, and then she just goes over and starts lifting. And is like, um, I do not think these are uh, moving. Mirror. So you give up on the bigger ones. You start moving piles of the smaller ones. Um, you're able to build up a little bit of a lip. When the weight comes down, it could shift things around, but you feel like it would at least wedge it enough to keep air through. It Maybe Mirren and Gunk would be able to slip out if it comes down again. Uh, it, if it holds up well enough, both Zaldrin and Bacho could. Moving All forward right. then, same marching order. Yes, let's push forward. I want to be out from under these stones as um, soon as we can. You said that it is darkness ahead, yes? Uh, yes, the only light is from your torch. One moment. Gunk would like to peer carefully and see if he can see anything. His nocturnal, he's nocturnal, scrailing. Darkness is not as troublesome for him as it is for others. Yes. Yeah. You would have plenty of time while Zaldrin and Kipser, as Mirren, sorry, I'm reading the Zoom link names. Uh, Zaldrin and Mirren are uh, moving the rocks with the torch. You'd be able to go off into the shadows, uh, maybe walk in purposefully through the mud on that hallway before you get to the far side. You look through the, the door and honestly, you're kind of surprised with the majesty of the room before you in the length of this hallway. It seems to be a small circular room ahead, maybe 15 feet in diameter. As far as you can tell from these cracks, there are possibly corridors on either side, uh, but you can definitely see that there is a curve in the back and there is a, a table uh, in the middle with what appears to be a very old corpse on top of it. Bajo, I see something very strange. The room is... The room is not very large. There is a table in the center, but what is strange is that there is a, I believe, a body, a corpse. Is it humanoid? Is it humanoid? Can I tell from here? Seems to be. Looks. Uh, it doesn't have the pronounced snout of a wolfkin. Looks like one of these, these furthest folk. Large, I think. Does not. They're always anything. stuffing their dead into the ground. Makes no sense. Should feed the pack. Such a large, large tomb for such a singular person. Does it mean they were important? Does it mean they were dangerous? Is this prison or is this shrine? Yeah. Who can say with the manlings? They never make any sense. Yeah. Illogical. Yeah. Thing. At this point, Zaldrin and Mirren, you would have been able to join them by the door. Are you going in? Let's go in. 
Bacho presses open the door, wary of more pressure plates, but the doors move freely. Uh, you don't hear any more rumblings. And like Gunk thought, it's just a single circular room. Uh, there are very ornate tiles embedded in this room, and it's a dome shape. The tiles look like they used to be much more colorful. Some of them look like they might have been painted, but the paint's been lost or chipped off. But other ones were naturally reds and blues and still retain that color. And they're just swirls uh, going all the way around from where you're coming in all the way to the back. And in the back of the room, you see a red mountain triangle and then gray black smoke billowing billowing out of it of course this reminds you you're coming out of the veiled age where you've had a volcanic winter for 400 years but this tomb has to be much older than 400 years so it must be referencing some other event the temple or i'm sorry the table in the middle of the room uh it's a solid stone block and it's intricately carved all sorts of ornamentation and decor but it it's a single solid stone probably marble some sort of white and in the same archaic script of your own tongue gunk and mirin you would read thaddeus the examiner by the feet we are examining the examiner in a way Looking up at the body, Bacho and Zaldrin, you probably see this better than Gunk and Mirren. Their their heads only just barely uh, past the table there. Uh, maybe they could work together to see above it. But the two of you see, unlike the back. corpses that were in the cairn up, up above, <laughs> the 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 barrows that you initially came through, those uh, bodies were covered in linen. Uh, not mummified, but just like wrapped with like blankets and things like that. This body was left bare and there was like very ornate clothing. Uh, there are wisps of it still left. Uh, it appears to be very fine silk, which is never found in this world. Unfortunately, there's not enough left to really do anything. You can make like handkerchiefs maybe and they'd just be, they'd fall or apart ribbons. with the first sneeze or ribbons for Ven. Uh, not enough to really be worth much. Is The body is just skeleton bone at this point, but the two hands are resting on his chest, and they're holding a very ornate box. It doesn't look wood, doesn't look metal, maybe stone, but like who makes a box out of stone? It's very difficult to try and figure out what material that is just by looking. I will never understand how these humans are so selfish that they steal away their treasures in death and do not give them over to the pack. Well, the, the ones that live in the little caves, uh, they don't tend to like to share very much, which is why we're all out here now, isn't it? Um, A couple of the ribs collapse in on themselves as she's pulling the silk out from underneath. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to take these into my pockets. Here we go. <laughs> um, 
And uh, Bacho will lean over and help Gunk up. And he goes, what do you make of that box, Gunk? I'm going to examine it kind of carefully, gingerly at first. I'm going to... And I will, like, reach a finger out and touch, touch. As long as box is warm. Hurting. It's not burning you, but it's definitely warm. It is warm. Like body temperature. I will it occurs it. to me... The other thing that we tend to bury with our dead are the cursed items that they come with sometimes. Ooh, <laughs> good point. Away from other people. Uh, As he holds gunk. it in his hand. Uh, <laughs> your people me, are so story. peculiar. <laughs> uh, gunk, being a druid, you have the ability where you can That's sense true. magic. Yeah. Uh, item items that you're holding. This mm-hmm. thing is the most powerful piece of magic you have ever come close to insane amounts of power looking at it closely it feels warm and maybe it's made out of stone because it has that weight to it it doesn't clink like a metal wood uh it's not softer like wood would be but it's also a puzzle box not like a rubik's cube but similar where like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh you can you can move about pa- uh faces and then like even inside that face there are pieces that you can slide back and forth very very intricate there are more puzzles for us to solve here as i can tell you my friends this is there is great power that is imbued in this this thing i have never felt it not even not even when the Earth Mother reached out to me all those years ago. This is, this is old magics. I know not if this is cursed, like Mir and you have said, or if this is something else. But and Gunk dies mid sentence. No Gunk. I'm sorry. Uh, that was rude. Uh, no, no, no. It was funny. Good that you are handling it. I would have picked it up and shook it. I will shake no it just rattle. a little bit. That's not, no, no, no. But there are puzzles. Yeah. All right. So as far as you guys can tell, this is the end of the tomb. Uh, it was just the two rooms in the hallway. You have, uh, Gunk, go ahead and put puzzle box in your inventory. Uh, just one slot. Uh, you have bits of scrap silk. You have those tablets, which are supposedly worth a lot of money and you have a puzzle box. Uh, without much more to find, you guys begin to climb up. Uh, you find that it's starting to get dark. Bacho, you're very disappointed in this, but there's a little glimmer of light left, and there's sky above you again. Woford is uh, gently snoozing underneath a tree nearby. Uh, he's got his cloak wrapped around him because it's still raining, but he's under a, a very wide-hanging tree that's keeping him mostly dry. Uh, Ven is on the other side of the the cairn, uh, just pawing at the ash to get some uh, grass underneath and gently grazing. As you scramble out, he, he hears the rocks uh, crumble down. He... Oh, oh, hey, 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 yeah, uh, me and... Me and Ven are doing fine. 
Well, unfortunately, it was just a a dead end. Uh, There wasn't really anything but a death trap down there. No more tablets or nothing like that? I just, uh, we found a room, uh, the doors closed on us, and it took us this long just to get out. It was uh, really hard to breathe, almost. Harrowing experience. You are fortunate not to have come with us. Mm. So there were nothing? Mm Mm-mm. No, it I, it was a the dead skeleton bodies, but it may be a poor man's crypt, very empty. Oh well, eh. maybe Cox it's the wrong head. crypt. We should keep looking around. Watch your cock says like, we found two more of those tablets. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're pulling my leg. Yes, no, it was you're... all a big joke. No, we almost died. You get no profit, Wolford. You're lucky I don't rip your throat out for nearly getting me killed in the ground. We gotta have some sort of like finders fee. You wouldn't even be here without me. You're gonna live to see tomorrow. I mean, that don't is made me into another death trap. I. This was all consensual. I just showed you the door. You walked through. I didn't force you down there. I'm you also didn't join out. us either. No, someone had to watch the horse. Ben can look after herself. You were asleep. She watched over you. Did not seem like you well, were useful. Well, okay, now, like, we don't need to start throwing stones, all right? Like, we, we all have our own little flaws. I don't get on you about snoring at night. Anyways, uh, we, we got some tablets. Bacho <laughs> starts to growl low in his throat. No, you don't. But you're still alive, so take the wind. Okay, so here's the thing. We got the tablets, right? But, like, not anyone's going to just buy these tablets. I'm the only one who, who knows where Dustin is to help you guys. So, like, I think we should just partner up and agree on some terms now. I, I think 50% for me, 50% for you all sounds fair. How about? 5% for you, 95% for us so that you can take us to Dustin. But Bacho doesn't rip your spine out. Okay, so that is a perk that I'm I'm willing to stay firm on the not ripping the spine out. But I, I think there's room might. for negotiation. How about we just do an even split? You know, five ways. No, no. How about you fat, stupid, hairless freak? You sit down and behave. You treat her horse with respect. And perhaps my dear friend Bacho does not rip your throat out. And we help you get to civilization safely. I'm trying to tap into my sharp I, tongue talent yeah. here. If that's okay. You, you got that. You, you got sharp tongue for sure. <laughs> it's a talent? <laughs> yeah, it's called sharp tongue. So I'm trying to manipulate no, someone. If I roll four successes and I need to win the opposed roll, I inflict one point of empathy damage on him. Oh, oh. great. All right. So it's opposed roll. Let me pull yeah. up a sheet here. Would you like any bonuses? Sure, yes. There, I, gunk? I will consult the Earth Mother. Unfortunately, I don't actually have any real skills in the manipulation, but you know, you know how it is. I only got one. Um, All right. Uh, opposed empathy, right? Yeah. Or so manipulation. Uh, oppo- opposed uh, manipulation. And I'll roll. I got two. This is my first time rolling dice tonight, guys, because you killed that bear so fast. <laughs> yeah, we um, I got three successes. Ah, damn it. I only got to do. Okay. 
Never mind. He takes no. Damage. All right. So, so you know, like I, I'm sensing a bit of hostility here, and you know, I get it. You know, it, it was stressful down there. Why don't we just go ahead and camp for the night, and uh, you know, we'll discuss terms. We'll we'll share some more ale, uh, and we'll start heading towards Dustin in the morning. Sound good? Good. Excellent. I found a great spot to camp over there. The foul creatures. I will tell you a story as you drift off to sleep of the foul creatures that we encountered. But yes, show us that spot for food <laughs> and sleep. So let's go ahead and call it a night here. Uh, this is a great spot to end. Uh, when we come back next week, we will be uh, into the full journeying rules. Uh, you guys can go anywhere you want. Uh, he will tell you that uh, Dustin is in Lingen, the town to the bottom left there. Uh, it's one of the three largest towns in the area. So it makes sense that there would be a sorcerer there. Most other towns are just like hamlets or villages, things like that. Uh, if you guys want to just get somewhere safe to rest and relax quickly, Rochdale would be closer. Uh, Lingen, you're going to have to go through the mountains. It's going to take a full day's travel and there will be more more danger, but it's still only three hexes away. So it's your guys' call. But you can talk about it over Discord. Um, let's go ahead and do some shout outs. Aaron. What do you got going on at Garblag? Let's see. On Garblag, um, tomorrow uh, we may be playing Traveler. We may not. Uh, there's some questions. There's a couple of people who may not be able to make it, so we may not be playing Traveler. But if we do, it will be at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. On Thursday, Pete is running some more uh, Star Wars, uh, once again at 1 p.m., Friday, I don't believe there is anything, but Thursday night, I can't believe I almost forgot this, uh, we will be playing Octum Cthulhu at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here at Garblag, North America. Jeff will be uh, there, and, and I'll be returning so we can uh, you know, punch some Nazis and deal with some uh, elder creatures. Beautiful. Uh, I've caught a lot of that game and uh, I got the deluxe set from a giveaway from you guys and it is so beautiful. I love it. Um, Kipster, do you have anything you'd like to plug or are you good? Uh, I'm good. My other game is a uh, call uh, Curse of Strahd home game. So I can't watch that one, I'm afraid. No worries. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I, I love Mirren. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. To <laughs> <laughs> the Hobbit adds a great dynamic. Please uh, lift me. <laughs> like, you and Gunk being kind of like <laughs> the short ones of the group. Uh, Jeff, uh, what do we got going on the rest of the week? Yeah, buddy. So we've got Friday. Aaron, what are you doing on Friday, man? So on Friday, I will be the Doom Master on the Lollygaggers, where we will be starting um, with character creation for uh our own adventures in an age undreamed of we'll be playing conan's modifius 2d20 game and we will be jumping into some hyborian tales with character creation uh so it should be a lot of fun uh, i'll be going then, shirtless for that one mm -hmm. I, uh, I'll, I'll be oiled up and everything totally you know, you, i think uh, i'm gonna you, have you, to skip that <laughs> oh no <laughs> i'm just doomed to you aaron you, you've got no chance of getting viewers now it's gonna, it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard but uh 
But we should have a good time for character creation. And then the following week, we'll be jumping into our first tale, which will be starting in the uh, Thieves City of Visibora. Nice. Uh, Saturday, we are back to One Ring, another free league game. Uh, it's a long running campaign. I think we're on episode 46. So we're closing on 50. It's a lot of content. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Monday, we'll be doing Holler for Savage Worlds. Uh, and you can also check out, <laughs> you can also check out, uh, the YouTube page where we've got new games up, old games up. Uh, we just kicked on, uh, kicked up a, a Call of Cthulhu Horror on the Orient Express campaign. We've been playing Blade Runner, which is going to be alternating with that Conan game on Fridays. Uh, so we got a lot of things going on. Uh, so if you haven't, uh, if you haven't followed yet, go ahead and follow the channel, follow the YouTube Go check out Garblag as well. They do awesome stuff, uh, and you'll you'll see uh, you'll see me and Aaron there. Uh, Aaron more than me, but I'll be there sometimes too. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and raid somebody. Unless you got anything else, there, Steven. Nope, I'm good. Just thank you to everyone who threw out bits and subs. Yeah, it greatly appreciated. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you so much to everybody. Uh, tons of subs, tons of bits, uh, and thank you for the raids. Uh, really do appreciate it. Uh, so go ahead and hit that raid when you're ready. We're going to hit hit the end screen. Have a good rest of the week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night. Bye.